Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, everybody, I'm Mark Shanowski, along with one of the NBA's most popular analysts, Stacey King. We're inviting you to join us on the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. So join us every week here in the Hot Sauce studios where we'll be talking about basketball, football, MMA, entertainment, and unique viewpoints from a group of sports experts having a few brews. That's right. Listen up on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. The most significant victory in the Matt Eberflus era. There aren't many to choose from, but that sure felt like it, Dan, especially when you talk about what it meant to maybe the his future, maybe Justin Fields' future, just over uh, a victory over a good team feel, felt like uh, something big, and it was why the Bears enjoyed it to the extent that they did. Well, I'm not getting into DeLorean and, and racing back to the future to figure out what's next for, for Matt and Justin just off of that, but I think you're right in saying it is the most significant win in the last two seasons. There's not a lot to choose from. And the way that the Bears played that game against the first place opponent in their division and took control of the entire second half was notable. Again, I think that you were there at Soldier Field. When we hit halftime and the Lions had kind of seized the momentum by taking the 13 to 10 lead by scoring late in the first half and and having the opportunity to get the ball coming right out after halftime, you thought, oh boy, this could go sideways in a hurry. The Lions could easily go down the field, make it 20 to 10, and we're all sitting here scratching our heads going, what the heck just happened? Instead, the Bears defense took over that game and then set their offense up for a chance to really take over that game. And the next thing you know, you're walking out of uh, Soldier Field with a 15-point win and a lot of positive energy, as you felt, from the players and coaches in that building. No doubt about it. And I think maybe the biggest reason why I think – it represented um, something more than just maybe a regular season victory to this team and this organization starving for something good is that this was by design. This was when Ryan Poles hired his defensive minded head coach. And I think when you envisioned victories like Sundays happening, you know, you have uh, a front four that gets to the quarterback and collapses the pocket and creates pressure. You've got linebackers flying around and, you know, creating a takeaway and just doing what they need to do, making the big stops on fourth and one. And you've got a secondary that is impactful. 
you know, Jaquan Brisker had 17 tackles. Maybe he's 18 because that's what <laughs> she said. Um, you had, you had uh, Tyreek Stevenson and you had Jalen Johnson and everybody, even Eddie Jackson um, for half of the game at least, but when he wasn't uh, an unwilling tackler. Anyway, you have a defense that's setting the tone. You've got an offense that's complementing that defense with a dynamic dual threat quarterback. And you're getting, you know, your third phase is pretty good as well. So that's the way I think Ryan Poles envisioned it. Finally, that's the way Matt Eberflus is coaching it. And finally, you had a victory that they, you know, fit the profile and, and um, the criteria for what they're looking for at Hallis Hall. Before I give you my full response to that, let's talk about those 17 tackles, which Matt Eberflus said reminded him of his time playing at Toledo in the Mac. And then he called you out in the post-game press conference Sunday and said, you know what I'm talking about, Ball State. He did do that. He <laughs> caught me a little off guard. Uh, I didn't have a good uh, quip uh, to return. Um, I don't know if it called for one in that case. What was your and record that, against Toledo? Do you remember? Oh, I, I, I remember – I, I remember several games against Toledo. I don't. I think I was two and two. Okay. Perhaps I played against Flusi twice. I think we beat him uh, my junior year because he was two years behind me, and I think they beat us my senior year at the Glass Bowl in Toledo. Okay. What I remember about the senior year game against uh, Toledo, and you gotta love some good Mac football memories, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. But. Um, he, he was, I think, a, a starter as a sophomore. That might have been the first year. I, 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 I don't remember him necessarily playing because I, I was a safety. He was a linebacker. We were not on the field for the same time except for maybe special teams. I do remember the Toledo game. We lost it. It was the first game of, of our, my senior season in the, in the conference, and I had an interception in that game, and I ran it back, and I thought I was very going very good. I ran back the interception. It was a pretty decent run back, and then I fumbled. Oh, no. I lost the ball back to Toledo. So I remember that one for the wrong reasons. But Flusi certainly remembers his college career. That was funny. It was a funny moment. And by the way, he wasn't wrong. Matt Eberflus was a tremendous Mid-American Conference linebacker at Toledo. <laughs> he had 21 tackles in a game against Northern Illinois. And I'm not going to say that when you played Northern Illinois back in those days, you looked forward to it as a defensive player because they ran the option and everything came right at you. But Matt Eberflus did clean up. He had 21 tackles, and that was after the film review. So, well, yeah. Uh, Jaquan Brisker said on Monday that his goal now is to get a tackle total that surpasses his head coach in 21 in, in college. So we'll see if he can get there. But that was part of a defensive performance, as you illuminated, that was uh, by design and executed to, to perfection against a high-level offense. I think that's what makes it – most notable is you took apart an offense that has weapons everywhere and you made Amon Ross St. Brown a non-factor and you neutralized Sam Laporta. And after some big explosive plays in the first half, Jameer Gibbs did nothing in the second half to threaten you. And so all of a sudden you have this defense that's playing with that cohesion and confidence at all three levels. That's significant. David, this felt to me like a 2018 victory. Where yeah. the where the offense is just taking over in primo position, time after time after time, and it's just like how much can you cash in with with, with this primo position? First five possessions of the second half for the Lions resulted in zero first down, first downs. It was three three and outs, a fumble, and a turnover on downs. And what you have in there uh, is 
the opportunity to, 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 to change field position. The Bears' average starting field position after each of those five lines drives was the Detroit 46-yard line. So when your average field position is in plus territory and then you're able to turn that into points and points and points and points, two touchdowns, two field goals, that's the recipe uh, for walking out of Soldier Field with a, an 18 to nothing shutout in the second half. Jared Goff had to feel like he was in some sort of time warp because it felt like 2018. It felt like a December night at Soldier Field when yeah. he was the quarterback of the Rams. They lost 15 to six that night five years ago. And here he was again, throwing the Bears the football, fumbling a snap and looking a little bit overmatched and looking very cold on a day that really wasn't that challenging weather-wise. But Goff now in two games against the Bears has thrown five interceptions in 2023. Combined yeah. against all the other teams on the Lions' schedule, he's thrown five interceptions in 2023. This guy <laughs> doesn't like playing the Bears, regardless of the uniform he's wearing. And the Bears took advantage of that and, and played opportunistic takeaway football that would fall into the category of being hits principle-like. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, they, they, they figured out ways to make him uncomfortable, and, and, and pressure helps to do that. And it takes a quarterback out of his comfort zone early. And then you find ways to mix things up coverage wise in ways that uh, you think you're seeing something that that's there. And then it's not. And Jalen Johnson, again, uh, with uh, a similar reaction to the interception he had in Minnesota in the last game, kind of sinks off of a, a, a forward route to go get Sam Laporta on the fourth and 10 play and gets gets another interception for him. And so that, that's the start of a day, you know, where the Bears get the takeaways and T.J. Edwards lands on that fumble that you mentioned. And you're just constantly playing the game on your terms. And then when you get a lead, the whole point is protecting that lead, finishing with that lead. And the Bears did that way better uh, on Sunday at Soldier Field than they did at Ford Field three weeks earlier. Uh, we all know that when we looked up at the scoreboard and saw 25 to 13 and started doing the math and went, wait, 25 to 13, that's really similar to 26 to 14. How's this team going to finish this off? And the Bears did that, that end of the deal in closing, closing the job. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of us have talked about the difference in the Bears defense since Matt Eberflew started calling defensive signals. Alan Williams uh, parted company with a team that seemed like a long time ago. And yeah, you could point to that as when the maybe the ascent began. But let's face it, it, it really took on a different sort of pace and tone and shape when Montez Sweat arrived five games ago. The Bears have won more than they've lost with Montez Sweat in the lineup. Uh, three and two since uh, he was traded when they joined the Bears after the trade with the Commanders. And it's it's hard to quantify, except for when you look at the results on the scoreboard, you look at the takeaways and the sacks. In the first nine games um, of the season, the Bears had 10 sacks. In the last four, they've had 11. In the first nine games of the season, they had six interceptions. In the last four, they've had nine. I don't know if that is just one guy, Dan, but that one guy is truly the multiplier and makes everybody on that defensive line a little bit harder to block, a little bit more uh, maybe – uh, effective and it certainly helps the people behind the defensive line the back seven do their jobs a lot better 
I mean, there's a presence there and, and it's being felt and, and and then it kind of ripples outward. And and again, you have a defense that's that's whole. You know, you're not missing major pieces like they were at so many different spots of, of the start of the season with Gordon out and, and Jackson out and, and Brisker missing some time and Jalen missing some time. Like it's been a healthy, strong, cohesive defense that is clearly moving in the right direction. Um, and as I said on the score earlier on Monday, uh, I think it's fair to say that they've transitioned to use my own analogy from from the staircase to the escalator. You know, and, and that side of the ball is certainly now moving in the right direction and moving there at a rapid pace that makes you believe there is something very, very uh, meaningful occurring here.